millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Cork Today. Highlights of the year. On C103. A very good morning and happy New Year's Eve to you and yours. And welcome to our review programme, where we're looking back at some of our interview highlights for 2020. This morning, we go back to the 24th of June, when I spoke with Deirdre O'Sullivan from Holly Hill, mum of Daniel, who was celebrating his 10th birthday on that day. A few weeks previously, the family had launched a birthday card appeal to help Daniel celebrate a birthday that no one believed he would reach. I started by asking Deirdre, what was the atmosphere like in the house that morning? Oh, it's buzzing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Were you all, were you up early? Yeah, we were up at the dawn because our local um, Nipershigs, they came up with a driveway and they had the fire brigade and the guards and stuff. So they arrived about half nine. So we were up early to get prepared for that. Now, have you been, have you counted the cards so far? As of yesterday, we had 1,521 cards. And has Daniel been opening them as they arrived? Yeah, we were, at the beginning we were keeping them and like they were getting bigger and bigger and I said, oh my God, we better start opening these. So like we, it was taking us hours to open them. They arrived from everywhere. So we had them come from Australia, New Zealand, Germany, Paris, um, Boston, New York, Chicago, Florida, all over Ireland, everywhere, England, isn't, everywhere. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that yeah. incredible? And are people writing little notes on it or...? Yeah, a beautiful note of people that would have had double lung transplants or people that were waiting or just lovely little touching notes just to Daniel. Um, all the kids made their own homemade ones oh. and drew a little superhero and called Super Dan. So they were very touching cards. And, and what has it meant to Daniel, Deirdre, to be getting all these cards? He was so excited at the beginning, but like I think he's just overwhelmed now yeah, because I yeah. don't think he expected, neither of us did, to received the amount that he has received already and the postman already came this morning with a big huge crate full he didn't even get to look at those ones yet <laughs> so the 1521 doesn't include what arrived today no oh. no and there's been ones from friends and neighbours and stuff as well that came in this morning so we didn't get the full total yet yeah because I know we had a number of listeners yesterday who were holding out because they wanted it to arrive today so I know we, we, we were contacted by a number of people yesterday just double checking the address and they were making sure they had it in the post by 5 o'clock so that it, yeah. would, it would arrive today and I saw on the paper you had a wonderful visit from the Cork motorbike community at the weekend tell me about that there was 275 bikes filled our estate. It was incredible. I could never 
explain what it's like in a vi- like when you watch the video it was nothing compared to actually being there and seeing them driving in one after another beeping and just going out of their way to make Daniel's day special was unbelievable and I believe you're a biker family if, if yeah, I can put it that hus- way my husband and my son they drive their bikes yeah yeah, yeah so, so that made us we just made had a visit from a man from Dublin he drove all the way down he's a professional dirt bike rider Stuart Edmonds he came down especially to Daniel to give him gifts this morning as well so like people have just gone way above and beyond for him. The kindness of people, Deirdre, it never ceases to amaze me. Never. The generosity has been uh, amazing. I, I'm, we're still blown away the fact that people went to this extreme to send the cards from everywhere and gifts and like afternoon tea from Vienna Woods today yeah. and the Cork International Hotel. Funderland sent bunches of balloons. It's just, oh my God. Yeah, people have been great. We have no words. Yeah, yeah, they have been amazing. Yeah. And if I can bring you back to when it all started and when you were thinking, well, he can't have a normal 10th birthday party because of the restrictions and, and obviously you're cocooning and, and trying to mind him. Um, so you decided on this birthday card appeal. How many cards were, were you kind of thinking you might get? I was thinking maybe 250. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never thought it was going to go to this You've certainly blown that one out uh, out of the water. And health-wise, Deirdre, how is Daniel doing? He's okay. He's still, as I said, trying to improve from the surgery. So uh, we had a letter recently from Great Ormond Street just to say that there was deterioration in CT scans. So that was kind of a bit taken back. We weren't expecting that. So we just have to monitor him over the next couple of months and get a few more tests done and just make sure how the lungs are coping since okay. the surgery. Yeah. And and he's still, he, I mean, he will eventually go on a double transplant list. He's not on that yet. No, he will no. eventually go on. It's just a matter of fact of when of, to make the right decision to do it. Okay. You know, we want to try and get the maximum out of these lungs because it is very hard to get paediatric lungs. Yeah. So yeah. if we could just get him that bit taller, he could get a small adult set of lungs, which would be better for him. And is he good in himself, if you know what I mean, is he? He looks brilliant. Does he looks it? a picture of health. He's happy. He's just, everything is just, unfortunately, everything is in the lungs. Yeah. Okay, so you're going for afternoon tea today to Vienna Woods? No, they're bringing it out to our oh, house. Oh, everything, they're delivering it to our home. Yeah, even more home. special. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. I tell you, if you, to even have thought of that is, is fantastic. So what you thought wasn't going to be a special day, uh, Deirdre, because of this pandemic has sounded like it's turned into an incredible day. It's after turning into an incredible day. I don't think I could ever top this birthday, ever. <laughs> no matter how much I try, I don't think we could ever outdo what's after happening. The countdown begins for the 21st, you know that. You? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, you've, you've been fantastic to always being available to you and we've really enjoyed uh, chatting with you. Uh, congratulations to you because if it wasn't for you, this never would have kicked off. But, uh, but a huge, huge happy birthday to Daniel and enjoy your day. Thanks, Patricia. Can I just mention one more thing? Um, due to the amount of cards Daniel has received and um, everything that has gone on, a local girl by me, Kaylee Lawless, has set up a Facebook page called the Superhero Card Appeal for any other kind of sick child out there or any child that has autism that wouldn't be able to have a party or were afraid to have a party, that this Facebook page is available for people to put their addresses into it oh. and they can get cards sent out. Then. And so I'd like to just give no, that a mention. What, what, what's the name of it again? 
the superhero card appeal. The superhero card appeal. Okay, we'll keep yeah. a look out for that. That's a, what a lovely, yeah. lovely idea. Well done. Okay, go, go away and enjoy your day, Deirdre, and thanks a million for talking to us. Thank you, Patricia. God Thank bless. You. On the eve of the 40th anniversary of the Butterfield Rail disaster, I took time out to speak with Mary O'Donoghue, our Butterfield regional reporter, to share her memories of the day. I started by asking Mary, was it hard to believe that the rail disaster had happened 40 years ago? It's hard to believe. And we had a beautiful ceremony in Butterfield Church this morning where we lit 18 candles to remember the 18 who lost their lives. And we also remember the late, great June White, who was instrumental in setting up a very commemorative uh, celebration at the 25th anniversary of, of what happened in Boston. Yeah, I remember that 15 years ago. Um, take me back, though, to 40 years ago, uh, Mary. When did you first hear that something had happened and something had gone wrong at the train station? Yeah, it was an hour, around lunchtime. It was the most beautiful day. And I was in the garden with the children and I could hear ambulances going through the town. Now, that's not unusual. Some, you would hear an ambulance now and again. But it continued and I thought, my goodness, there must be something seriously wrong somewhere. So it was a while before it came through that the crash had happened. And did people very quickly realise that lives had been lost and for others, their lives would never be the same again? Um, the bus people were wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And the people who had survived were brought to the local J Hall and the local people gathered round and looked after them and got in touch with relatives for them. You know, it's 40 years ago, Patricia. Uh, so um, they were well looked after on the day. But bus yeah. people were very shocked. Yeah, because it was a very different era we're talking about. Very few telephones. I mean, I was reading, for example, there was a queue at the OK Corral. That's true. Um, because obviously they had, they probably had a public phone, did they? Probably to pay yes, a yes, pay phone in there, and people uh, were queuing to try to get through to their loved ones to say, "Well, I'm okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm okay." Yeah, yes, exactly, Patricia. Yeah, yeah. But it was the the community of Butterfield. I mean, farmers like downed tools who were out in fields, and the amount of people that just rushed to help. Oh, they did absolutely, and our own uh, doctor. Finbar Kennedy, um, who's passed away since, he was on the scene and so was my sister, who's um, a qualified nurse and the local district nurse. As many as could went as quick as they could to the station. They must have witnessed dreadful scenes, Mary. They did. They really did. Yes, they did. Yes. I mean, even to hear that report of the, how mangled some of the bodies were, yes. I mean, God help them. Yes. They, they just, they, they didn't stand a chance. Those that no, died. Not, no, no, not a hope. No, no. And they, like afterwards, in the 25 years anniversary, there were some very sad stories that came out, you know, how people were wondering if they were on the train and they shouldn't have been on the train. But, you know, Patricia, I'm a great believer in that your life is allotted for you. When your time is up, your time is up. Your time is up, your time is up, yeah. Like, yeah. little did they know... Uh, the story was told that um, some of the, the, the nuns had been in separate carriages and apparently um, the conductor said, well, there's a nun in the other carriage. Would you not like to go back and join, you know, the other nun? nun. Yeah. And she apparently, this is the story we were told, she went back to join and she lost her life. 
And if she had stayed in the original you'd be, seat? You'd be thinking if she'd stayed wow. in the original seat. That yeah. was the known, I take it, that was mentioned there because they gave some of the names at that stage. They, they had some of the names. And there was an American man was mentioned there as well because, of course, it was the August bank holiday weekend. It was the true. It was the Friday. It would have been today would have been the 1st of August. It was the Friday of the August bank holiday weekend. And as you described it, it was a glorious, oh, sunny glorious day. day. Beautiful day, Patricia. Yeah. Yeah, nothing so like nothing sad. like we have today. No, and no. and people were coming Cork to Dublin, uh they were coming or Dublin to Cork, they were coming away for the weekend, many people. Going away for the holiday for the August Bank holiday weekend and everybody I believe was in great spirits, you know, heading off. Yeah. Um it was a, a, a terrible tragedy. A listener says, hi, Patricia, I remember this sad tragedy so well. My father left to attend and didn't come home for a few days. He was the anaesthetist in Mallow General Hospital at the time. He told me afterwards how incredible the rescue team were, the helicopter drivers and all of the team. And the Mallow Hospital team played a major role in the event. That's best wishes. Jack Nagel, who said my father was Dr. T.J. Nagel, who would have worked so hard. Uh, Thank you for that, uh, Jack. Um, Mallow Hospital, that's one one of the ones, Mallow Hospital, people, they were for years Patricia. later, people, saw, yeah. they saved lives. They did. They were outstanding, Patricia. And, and they're like, we were so lucky to have the hospital so close, you know, and so they were able to get there as soon as they could. They were wonderful, Mallow Hospital. And you mentioned the mass that was said this morning, and there was a 10 o'clock mass in the church. Yes. The people of Bottevant will never forget those no. that passed away. No, no. And on each anniversary, right down through the 40 years, they have been remembered. Every year, there's a prayer said for them. But today was special, I suppose, being 40 years. Um, you know, it was very poignant to see the aging candles lighted on the altar. And that's something you've always done, is the, the lighting of, always of the... Done, of always the, done, always done, always yes, done. And yes. I remember, as you, you said, I think you were, you, you were the, the, that committee that was formed for the yes. 25th anniversary. Uh, I suppose because of COVID, you couldn't do as big an event as you probably would have no. wanted to have done for this no. year. Yeah. And, we, and we would have done, you know, the 25 years was memorable. Yeah. And uh, we celebrated Mass out at the station on that day. Oh. And it was so poignant, Patricia, because as mass started, a train came through and stopped. Now, we weren't expecting that the train was going to come through, but there were so many things that happened that just, you know, kept reminding us that this was a special thing to be doing. Yeah, and as you say, back then, and that was 15 years ago for the 25th, you had survivors. Survivors, we did. yeah. We did. Did. Because I remember many years, I just don't know the lady's name, interviewing a woman. She came here to the studio uh, speaking about it, and she definitely still had post traumatic stress disorder. She was uh, never able to go near uh, a train again. <laughs> That's true. And that lady attended the Mass that day. I'm sure I know who you're talking yeah. about. And she hadn't been near a train station. And it, it, she was very kind of moved when the train actually came in. And to hear the sound of a train again. Like, I live not that far away from the station. It's kind of across the fields, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when I hear the trains going through of a quiet night, you can hear them. Um, it always brings back a memory. And there was nobody locally 
and had died. There was, no, she, yeah, God, yeah, yeah, that's no. the one thing, yeah. And even though that's no. where the community, it wasn't that it was a local disaster where, you know, no. you were looking after your own loved ones. These were total strangers. They were, they were. But Bushmans, you know, they rallied around. Um, and I, sometimes I think, you know, when you speak about Bushmans, most people remember the crash, you know, if you talk, if somebody says you, where you're from, you say Bushmans, oh, that was that dreadful crash. Yeah. So everybody all over the country remembers what happened. Uh, Bridie wants to pass on her condolences to all those who passed away in the Butterfant uh, train disaster and Christine in Mallow says my daughter was in hospital in the regional Cork University Hospital of course it's called the regional wasn't it back yes, then 40 yes. years ago was in the regional at the time in Wilton and you could see the injured being brought into the hospital um, I used to go and stay at the hospital, but it, she said it was desperate to see the amount of injured uh, people. Yes. It always stuck in my mind. And Christine was from Mallow, so she wouldn't have been too far away from. No. Uh, and, and of course, and, 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 and nobody knew. Nobody knew how this day was going to unfold. I mean, you know, you think about it this time, 40 years ago, they'd boarded the train, as you say, a level of excitement because it was a holiday weekend holiday weekend and beautiful weather everybody was excited going off on their holiday yeah okay. but you say they'll never be forgotten by the people of no they'll never be forgotten by the people of Butterfant no not at all no. someone said is there any marker in Butterfant to remember the event yes uh, yes on the 25th anniversary there were 18 white roses planted and and those roses are blooming or just outside the, uh, the railway gate and, and there is a plaque there as well telling what happened. And the, the late June White um, always took care of those 18 roses down through the years. Wasn't that a lovely, uh, one for every life that one was One for asked. every life, yes. I wonder, do any of the family of who lost loved ones, do any of them come back, Mary? Do you know if any of them have they ever... They probably do, they probably yeah. do. Yeah, they probably do. They may do it quietly. Yes. Yes, they would, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so sad, but it's it's lovely as you say. And and the mass this morning, did it socially distance and all of that was it? It was so strange, Patricia. You know, you know, people were distant in the church, and everybody left quietly afterwards. You know, not you know, normally you'd stand around and you'd be talking about what had happened and commemorating it, but everybody just left quietly. Wow, it's still it's still such a poignant memory, uh, e- even forty years on. But I think there's something comforting for, uh, and I hope that the families of the eighteen people who are, you know, some from America, as we heard there when they listed out the names. But um, I hope that the family know that their loved ones will never be forgotten. You know, there will always no. be somebody in the Butterfield community that will keep this going. They will never be yes. uh, be uh, forgotten. Yes, they will. They will. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, 
relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. As we continue to live through this pandemic, many people long for the day when they'll be able to go to a live concert. Artists all over the world have been forced to cancel their gigs this year, with some singers and bands already setting dates for next year in the hope that life will be back to some kind of normality. To find out how one of Ireland's best-loved singers is getting on, I'm joined uh, on the line by the one and only Daniel O'Donnell. Uh, Good morning to you, Daniel. Hi, Patricia. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. And I suppose my obvious question to ask you, how are you getting on in Donegal? You're now living under the new restrictions that we here in Cork have a funny feeling we're going to be facing at the weekend as well. Yeah, well, you know, we're fine. It is restrictive, but um, we're fine. I suppose you just have to do whatever is, you know, put down in front of you and try your best. I think think what, what we all must realize is that as powerful as the virus is we are very powerful if we restrict our movements we have great power over it too you know and yeah. we can we can really you know reduce the the power of it i know it's a, it's, it's it's an inconvenience and it's a big ask for people but what this is not going to go on forever you know, no matter what we think, it will not go on forever and it will pass. But for this period, we just have to listen to what we're being told and try our best. Do you feel sorry for the businesses, though, that have been forced to close, particularly those that have just reopened and back closed again? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's tragic what's happening, you know, for, for the economy as well as everything else. But again... You know, when when the situation is here and 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 we have everything has to close, the quickest way to get it opened is to do what we're told. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah. We, we we don't have a choice in this other than to do the right thing. One uh, when you move to level three, one of I think the real heartbreaking one uh, one of the restrictions is no visitors to nursing homes. Now you were fantastic, particularly during lockdown. You did some surprise open air performances. I did, I did. You know, I would started doing that. I was sitting here in the house one day, and I said to Majella, you know, if I got a, a speaker and a mic, I could go up to the hospital and download, which I'm very aware of because it's our local hospital, although it's, it's more community hospital now, with residents in it. And I go there at Christmas with a, a friend of mine and his two children, and we sing at the Mass every Christmas morning. So I'm aware of the, the layout of it, and I know they have a garden that you can stand in, and the, the rooms are kind of around it, and the dining room is around it. So I called them up. I got the speaker and called them up. And... Um, 
headed off. And I, I mean, it was only there for about a half an hour, but it does break the monotony, yeah. you know, especially, you know, the people there like the type of music that I do, or a lot of them would like it anyway. So it, it breaks the monotony for the residents and for the for the staff too, even if there wouldn't be fans. They're very, you know, it's very difficult for staff because they're trying to motivate the residents and keep it bright. So it's the like of me coming in, I suppose, is a bit of a diversion and mm. it's a talking point after you leave. So I then contacted the guards because we weren't allowed to drive very far that time and just said what I was thinking about doing. So they sent me an email saying, you know, that I could travel doing what I was doing. So I spread my wings and I could <laughs> then travel through the county, you know. You're fantastic. Didn't, didn't get to every nursing home. But yeah. I was in probably about over 20 anyway. And it got, you, it got you out singing live as well, which I'm sure well, was, was, a, was a plus for you. I know, I know. And the, the strange thing about it is because I was outside, like if I was in a town, people were here in, the, in their houses. So you'd see people away maybe a hundred yards away standing out at a ditch. <laughs> You know, waving down, you know, it was funny, um, you know, that, that, that they would hear it uh, in all places. And, and I was in Bundoran and there were in apartments looking out windows. Um, so it was, it was a, a bit of a, you know, a fun atmosphere in the, in the middle of all the, the you know, the, the, the trouble of it. It's a, bit of, a bit of a and diversion. for me to do, not hard. Is this your longest spell at home without touring? Absolutely. From, from when the lockdown started in March, I hadn't been home. I mean, I was at home then, right up more or less till July without going anywhere. Um, for 40 years since I left school, I wasn't as long in Donegal. But, you know, we're very blessed here, I suppose, than anybody that lives in the country. And the fact that even in lockdown, you can get out. And you, we, we have a, a bit of a garden that we never really did much in other than there was a lawn there and, a, you know, a rockery that was natural. It just was a big stone that was in the middle of it. And, but we started doing bits and pieces and clearing things out. So it occupied our time. The weather was great. So we were not badly off, you know, where mm. we were living. So we were, were very grateful for that. And how has Magella been getting on? Magella's fine. Is she um, good? Yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's good. She's busy. Now, unfortunately, her mother, a few weeks ago, broke her hip, and she's in one of those hospitals now that I sang at, um, and uh, she's uh, for rehabilitation to see how good her walking will get, you know, before she gets home. So that's uh, difficult because, again, um, Magella, they can't really visit. Now, they can go... And outside the window. Well, oh, they're they're allowing the window visits, know, as they're yeah, called. But, yeah, but that's um, hard. That's very it hard. It's hard. It is hard. You know, and all all these things. I mean, it, it's not until you're faced with something that you realise the the restriction, how much it impacts on, and everybody's life is different, and everybody's experience is different. You know, and it's all very well. I mean, I, I know I said we have to do what we have to do. But if you're on your own and nobody visits, it's very difficult. I mean, I'm very aware of that. You know, that some people, loneliness is, uh, cons- it, it, it consumes them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I'm yeah. lucky. I can, I'm, I'm actually 
I, I was in Tenerife. We had some uh, business to attend to out there that was supposed to be done in June. And eventually I got born in July. And I stayed there then um, to see if the, the quarantine would be lifted. But it's not, obviously. So I had to come back. So I am in quarantine for 14 days. Magella actually decided to stay in her mother's house, which isn't on low, because that's the way to do it. You know, if, you, if, if you're going to be with somebody in the house, they then have to stay in. Yeah, so you, you almost self-isolate together. So are you on your own then at the moment? I am here, oh. yes. And the, and the house that Dermot Bannon yeah. built. <laughs> the wonderful house that Dermot Bannon built. Uh, yeah. So you're there on your own cooking and cleaning and I'm looking after yourself? Now the cleaning is harmless, I have to say. <laughs> I did put out a couple of washings. The, the, the laundry basket was full, so I decided I would do a, a light colour and a dark colour. But the colour catcher in just in case of accident. Now you need to keep an eye on the weather. And there'll be good days for drying. And if there's any rain, you have to get it in. Oh, sure, I know. I yeah. know I had a great day's drying the day I put it out. It, was, it would blow you out. A lovely bright day with a nice breeze. So the clothes got dried, no bother. At it's all. a great right. day for the drying. All and right. you have been extremely honest in admitting that you've put on a few pounds. Now, there's what? much talk about the COVID stone. I know. I know. <laughs> I have put on a wee bit of weight. But you're listening. What can you do? I, 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 like a lot of people, I suppose you do when you're sitting about, you eat a bit more. And, you know, I know we can exercise in the house, but I'm a bit lazy. I was never a great one for exercising. I have, to be honest, and hold my hands up. I tried going to gyms and I just didn't enjoy it. I just never liked it. So, um, Yes, there's a few extra pounds which are less. You lose those. And what's what's the guilty pleasure? It's not the banana bread, no. No, I love I love chocolate. (laughs) I do. I love chocolate. (laughs) That's so easy to get your hands on. Have you provisionally booked dates for 2021? We have. We'll be in Killarney. We were supposed to be in Killarney last weekend, so they were moved to next August, and that's the first live. Uh, shows that we have planned and then we have dates and um, the UK already organised if, if everything is up and running we'll probably be in Canada in September next and in America in November and in Dublin in December but you know we you have to plan whether it will come to pass or not and you know you can't, we have to be positive and hope that things will work out. Now, I, and during the lockdown, was doing some Facebook Live things too, and um, I did a number of weeks. And I have been very aware, and as, as all musicians are out of work since March, um, that my band and all the people working with me, um, yeah. although they work with other people too, have had no income. So I approached them and I asked them if they would want to do a a stream show, which is you can do. So on the 1st of November, hopefully we're going to go to the Millennium Forum in Derry and do a show in the theatre without an audience that will be live streamed that people can buy a ticket for to stream it into their own home. 
and that way and it gen- that way, generates a bit of work for for all the does. people and all the yeah. ones in the background lighting sound so, so many people have yeah. been and it's an industry and and I spoke about this I think it was with Tommy Fleming uh, a few weeks ago your industry was the first to close down and god knows you are you you were the first to close you'll be the last to get back up and running absolutely and you know patricia i'm very fortunate where i am in my career i mean i've been doing this for a long, long time. But for younger people that were starting out, the investment, you know, financial investment, and they were just getting their foot on the ladder. And all of a sudden, all this was taken away from them. I really feel for them and the difficulty to get started again. And I suppose a lot of times people see the music industry as a kind of a hobby, you know, Mm. but... So many people are rearing their families playing music and all that has stopped. So from my point of view, for that we have a few younger people in the band too, uh, you know, uh, for years everybody was older than me, but now I'm nearly the oldest <laughs> uh, on the road. Um, you know, they have, have uh, you know, you know, households to, to run. So um, that was my motivation, and they were delighted. So we'll rehearse for a few days because you get rusty when you're not out. And put on the show, the information will be on the website. The tickets are not available to buy yet for the access, but uh, it'll be on the keep an eye on on your website. And it'll be the 1st of November, the Sunday at 7 in the evening okay. for a couple of hours. A couple of texts in. Uh, lovely to hear Daniel on the programme today. I love his song, He Walks in the Garden. Uh, uh, I can watch it on YouTube. He sings it with Magella. Says a listener, somebody else says, Hi, uh, Patricia, could you ask Daniel to say hi to me, Nora Cops in Dramina. I'm a huge fan. Well, hello, Nora. Okay, and then a lovely text in from Anne to say, so look, this." she sent this earlier when I mentioned you were coming on, so looking forward to hearing Daniel speak. I'm one of his fans. In February, on the Gertrude Burns cruise, he asked me to dance the stack of barley with him. I was Ah. delighted. Kind regards. That's (laughs) Andineen. And then she sends me on a video. She said a lovely couple from Canada videoed it and sent it on. So she has... We did the stack of barley on the deck. We did... So that was that, that, that cruise was in February. That was probably one of your yeah. last big things, was it, That's that you right. did before was, lockdown? You know, this, we came home from um, the cruise, and you know, we were. I was talking to Gertrude recently and saying how lucky we were to get that cruise done. Because if it was a week later, we probably wouldn't have got it done. And Gertrude has been running cruises for over thirty years, and it's a fantastic holiday. Uh, we were out the Mexican Riviera this year. And it's all Irish uh, singers, you know, loads of people, Brendan Shane and Declan Ernie and John McCurwen and Nathan Carter and, oh, listen, Michael English, John McNichol, wow. Jimmy Buckley. We just had the best week. You, you nearly, you're afraid to go to bed. In case you miss <laughs> something. something. And, and God knows the, that cruise industry, they're going to have so much work to do to get confidence in people to go back on to cruises. Oh, I know what. I yeah, mean. it's going to be I, hard. Magella and I enjoy cruises, and we wouldn't dream of going on one now. No, you know, we not were at supposed to go on one for her 60th birthday in April, and uh, but you just wouldn't feel comfortable, no, you know. No, 
But listen, as you said, this too will pass and we will get back and all of those industries will recover, but it's it's just going to take time. Am I told you of a new CD coming out? Yes, yes, on the 16th of October. There's a new uh, CD coming out and uh, it's, hopefully people will enjoy it. Well, I recorded it last year uh, before any of this happened. Now, the only song we did uh, during the covid uh, lockdown was Remember Me, Magella and I, with Trina and Kieran and um, David from the band, did it live on the Late Late Show the night we were on, uh, yeah. promoting the, cha- the St Vincent de Paul charity. Yeah. And it really got a great reaction. Although I had it recorded for the album, it was different. It was better just acoustically. So we re-recorded it. And that's one of the songs on the album. It's a mixture of stuff I recorded, uh, which maybe some people would be surprised. Ed Sheeran's Perfect. Oh. I loved that song. It's a great song. I heard it. And I love Ed too. I went to see him at Belfast. But a lot of the songs I wouldn't record, even though I would like them. But I loved Perfect. When I went to the studio, I said to the producer, I would like to have a go at this. And we recorded it, and I'm delighted with it. I don't know what people think of it, but it's a mixture of old and new, so hopefully it'll be enjoyed. And it's out mid, mid-October? mid 16th of October. Okay, and it'll be a nice Christmas present for, for, for people, Daniel, is it? After, after 40 years, a uh, very original title. It's just <laughs> called Daniel. <laughs> okay, someone else wants to know, has Daniel, um, have Daniel Magella any plans for TV shows when COVID well, is all done and dusted? I, we have nothing planned. We were actually next year that we're talking about us doing something, whether it would be another B&B trip or something. But obviously that probably won't happen now because I don't think, you know, we would want to do anything at this time. So I don't know was the answer. You know, Did you, you know, love that? Like, like we hugely enjoyed those um, B&B programmes. They were just a must-watch programme every yeah. week. And you, 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 both of you looked like it, you really enjoyed it. Well, you know, it took us by surprise, really. We had this thought about doing a show that would promote Ireland, you know, staying, you know, going around Ireland. We didn't think that it would be about us do you know what I mean? That it would be that we would we thought we would be in it, but that it would be more about Ireland, and it was about Ireland too. I mean, it obviously showed different parts and the B and Bs, but we were taken by surprise at the reaction of people to it. And there's hardly a day goes by when we're out somewhere, and maybe going through the airport. You know, some of the security will say, when he is going to do another b and <laughs> And, you know, we we just, we did enjoy it immensely. The, the, the people had a big contribution to the people we met. And they brought a different dynamic to it every time. And they brought something different out of us too, yeah. you know. And, and, the, and the crack inside in the car when I know. with Magella driving was just so funny. It was just... Well, I remember I remember, you know, when we were recording the first few days, we were down in Kerry on a beach, and I, we were away out kind of on the beach, and I said to Magella, I said, the people at home are going to think we're mad. I said, what's going to be thought of this? You know, we we just didn't know, because we thought, what are we doing? We're not really doing anything, but... It worked. 
It was just uh, one of those magic ingredients that absolutely worked. Yeah, uh, I texted in to say, best wishes to Magella, uh, to, or to Daniel. It's from uh, Mary and Crystal Swing, who's enjoying, oh, is enjoying our chat. OK, and I have one of the tracks from your new album that I'm going to play. This is Come What May. Lovely. Come on, so this is one of the okay. old Eurovision songs, Vicky Leandris. Oh, what, I know it. Eurovision I know it. I know it. It's fantastic. It's okay. Listen, uh, Daniel, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the that programme. Thank lovely. you for that. Thanks very much. And regards to everybody listening. And our love I and best wishes to Magella as well. I hope you can avoid the stage three. But if you don't, you know, everybody will get through it. Please, God. Okay. Listen, you look after yourself. Thanks a million. The lovely Bye-bye. Daniel O'Donnell. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.